This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Pearson Moving. If you plan on moving in or out of the valley anytime soon, you have to check out Pearson Moving. They're licensed, insured, and they offer local and long-distance services. Go to movepearson.com to get your free quote today. Pearson Moving, movers that won't break the bank or your stuff. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. This week, Ridge and I are here with two-time Local Hustlers guest, Austin Merrill, <laughs> right. who's here without his wife, Sammy, this time. Yeah, um, feels lonely, but <laughs> I hope I'll be able to get through it. <laughs> That's because we're, uh, we're here to talk to Austin about a new business. So last time, a couple months ago, for, for all our listeners, um, we interviewed Austin and Sammy about uh, cruising photo bus, their yep. photo bus business. But yeah. today we're here to talk to Austin about his real estate company, Prosper Homes. Yeah, yeah, that's us. So yeah, like you said, so, so my wife Sammy and I we started cruising photo bus uh, about four and a half years ago, and have since transition transitioned into real estate. Um, mm. And it's it's been a journey, but we're super excited about Prosper and the things that are happening. Uh, now and we had a good year last year so yeah we're really excited to to keep moving forward and you know just uh what this is why i need my wife (laughs) (laughs) she's she's helpful yeah she is no (laughs) just to move things forward and really i don't know we have a lot of new ideas that we want to implement so we're excited about those too that's cool um, well, that was the first thing I was going to ask. So Prosper came in to play after you guys had started cruising? Yeah. So it's kind of a funny story as to how I got my license. Mm-hmm. I, I am a licensed real estate agent here in Arizona, and I'm licensed in Utah as well, actually. But when Sammy and I were somewhat newlyweds, uh, we were looking for a home to actually fix up. I have a bit of a construction background. Okay. My dad's a, a general contractor, and he has been for geez like 40 years now and so so i grew up you know building homes with him and doing projects things like that and at the time i was also working for the town of gilbert as a building inspector um for a new construction which was fun too but anyway so sammy and i were looking for a house that we could fix up and live in um and we found one and we hired a, a real estate agent that we thought uh you know had our best interest and we, we went under contract on this specific house. We loved it. Um, and this was probably three years ago, so a little bit cheaper uh, then than, than <laughs> homes are now. We had it under contract at $180,000. And after we were to put some work in it, it was going to be worth about two forty. So we were super excited about it. We were going to live there. We were excited about having you know that sweat equity of yeah. improving the home and whatnot. And the home was about to go into foreclosure. Uh-huh. So we were under some pretty strict timelines to get the deal done. Okay. And unfortunately the agent that we had didn't submit some paperwork in time and the bank ended up, uh, just buying, you know, foreclosing right, on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it went through the auction process and we didn't end up getting the house. And I remember receiving the phone call from 
the agent and I'm sure it had to have been hard for him, but I was like, we were pretty upset because yeah. we had spent, we had spent a couple months, you know, planning on that house, um, getting contractors out there, you know, things to that nature. And so we had spent a lot of time and energy on that, on that house. And the day before we were supposed to close, we found out it wasn't going to be ours. Uh. And so Sammy and I go back home and we were kind of just like, like screw this i could have done that <laughs> so yeah, yeah so um i went and got licensed as an agent here in arizona and originally it was just to uh, purchase our own house yeah um so that we could you know just get that commission back uh-huh. and we ended up buying uh a new build out in east mesa and i'll tell you that commission check looked really nice and i <laughs> thought geez if i can do that for us like why can't i do it for for other people too yeah and so it kind of you know, our business kind of evolved from there as to really being service oriented and service based on actually helping people, which is what we lacked in our first experience with mm-hmm. a real estate agent. Yeah. Well, I think those are the best type of businesses when you like find a problem and exactly. figure out a business to solve that, it. That's a really good point. Yeah. And that's with a lot of the programs that we have, ultimately that's our goal is to attack a problem that homeowners and you know, people that want to be homeowners have and find a solution for it. Cool. So I was going to say, so you have a quite a different real estate model or you offer a lot of different services and options than your regular real estate agent offer. So why don't you just kind of jump right into to what you guys do that's different? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, like you said, we, we really try and be different and break the mold of what a traditional agent is out there doing. And it's not to say that you know, there's there's plenty of great real estate agents sure. out there, and it's not necessarily to say that, you know, what they're doing is wrong. And yeah, exactly. What you're doing is right, exactly. Yeah. There's no there's no wrong or right. Like yeah. any there's a lot of great great agents out there. I have a lot of respect for a lot of you know good good people in the industry. That, that <laughs> I was about to say that being said, but my wife told me before I came not to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um. That being said, we do try and be extremely different. And a couple of the ways that we do that, um, we offer some pretty cool incentives for first-time home buyers. Because um, one of the big problems for first-time home buyers is having enough money for a down payment and closing costs. Yeah. Because those those items can add up. If you figure, you know, a five percent down payment on a three hundred thousand dollar house. I don't know what is that. Now it's fifteen thousand dollars, yeah. And then on top of that, you look at you know between what five and ten thousand dollars in closing costs, right. depending on the loan program. So for somebody that's pretty pretty young to save up and have twenty five thousand dollars in the bank isn't always realistic. For sure. Yeah. And so one of the one of the things that we offer is a credit toward their closing costs, and that helps them cover a portion of their closing costs, so they don't have to come up with as much money. Huh. Um, up front as most people would um, another pro another program that we offer that I'm I'm really excited about that I kind of want to elaborate more on maybe later in the show is our prosper remodel program and that is something that's pretty new um, but that's something for home sellers that gives them an opportunity to fully maximize the value of their home mm-hmm. rather than sell for less and take less profit from the from the sale huh um, and you know that we have a couple other things. We we have a rental program that we're really really working hard on and really excited about. Um, don't want to talk too much about that because it's 
our little secret for right okay. now. <laughs> there you go. But but ultimately, like, and even outside of the programs and the incentives we have, just being a professional and like a knowledge based agent is is it, it helps the consumer so much. And as an example, uh, we helped a young couple buy a home last year, and I think they purchased it for three hundred and eighty five thousand. And we spent a lot of time diving into the area, the type of home and, you know, whatnot and looking at how that home would appreciate over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. That same model in that same neighborhood is now selling between 450 and 480. Oh, wow. wow. And so to have within a year, like almost $100,000 of appreciating equity that's a big deal and it doesn't come from just buying any old home it comes from really knowing the market and really knowing how things are moving Mm -hmm. Hmm. that's cool Um, what made you decide that like you didn't want to just be a regular real estate agent that offered really good customer service that you didn't necessarily get but why did you think hey I'm gonna you know go above and beyond and offer all these other incentives and programs yeah that's a good question Um, I think a big part of it Arizona, last time I looked, Arizona has the highest number of agents per person really? than any other state in so the U.S. super saturated. Super saturated, yeah. And so, I mean, like any business, if you don't stand out and if you don't find your niche or do something different, you're just going to blend in with everybody yep. else. So that was a big incentive to offer different programs, different incentives than the, you know, the typical team or typical agent. And also just our, our first experience dealing with the home buying process, honestly, is still kind of a sore subject. Yeah. I mean, we've moved on, of course, but like thinking back and thinking about how disappointed we were, it that was a really difficult spot for us. And so I never wanted any of my clients to feel the way we felt. And so that comes from offering exceptional customer service and just a a different take and a different look on real estate as a whole. Yeah. So what, like I've all, like I, I've never bought a house before. I've never like had to deal with, deal with any of that stuff. Like what are the steps of buying a house? Like kind of walk us through that for someone that doesn't. Yeah. No, that's a really good question. And it's something that's so overlooked because a lot of people don't want to admit that they don't know how to do something. Right. Like I know I'm that way. I fake yeah. it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you fake it till you make it. Like, yeah, but yeah. At the same time, like, I want to know how to buy a house. Yeah. And like, I'm sure a lot of other people do as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's funny you say that. Realtor.com and Zillow, June 2020 had the highest activity from unique website visitors than any other month in the history of time. Really? So there are a wow. lot of people interested in homes right now. Yeah. Um. To answer your question, the first step I always tell people is talk to a lender and get pre-qualified because what that does is it lays out kind of the foundation works of buying a home. You don't want to go look for a home, find something that you absolutely love and then realize you can't afford it. Yeah. It's just, you know, it it kind of puts a negative mindset on, on buying a Mm -hmm. house. So rather do all, do all that legwork up front, know exactly what you can afford and what type of loan you're going to get in so that you can go look within your price range and find, and when you do find a home that you really like, you can actually move forward with it rather than kind of be stuck. 
So always start. And a lender is someone that gives you like a loan, right? That Correct. Helps you with loans. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And anyone <laughs> no, no. can just go, go get pre-approved for that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, anybody can contact a lender and say, I want to buy a house. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah you got to be older than 18. Right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like getting married. Yeah. That yeah. Point that consent. yeah. Does, do they do like a credit check on you? Or yeah. What? So, so to get pre-qualified, they're going to check your FICO score and they're going to want tax, uh, tax doc, two years tax documents, bank statements, pay stubs, things to that nature to verify your income. Okay. Um, and then based on that income and also based on the debts that you have, it's called mm-hmm. your debt to income ratio. Right. They'll qualify you for a certain amount in a purchase price. Um, some, you know, that, that it's affordable to you. Right. Right. And then can someone come to you first and say, Hey, like I'm trying to buy a home and then can you set them up with a lender? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, that's a majority of the time. That's how it works okay. is people reach out to their real estate agent uh-huh. um, prior to reaching out to a lender just because real estate agents, I don't know. When I think of buying a house, I think of a real estate agent, right, not necessarily right. a lender. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we have some great, you know, we have a couple lenders that we work pretty close with and then we would put you in contact with them you would get pre-qualified and then it kind of come back to us. Cool. We start that home search process, mm-hmm. which, you know, is tiring at times, but yeah. ultimately when you find the home that's right for you, it's a super rewarding experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so, sorry to answer your question, contact a real estate agent, mm-hmm. get pre-qualified, start your home search. Once you have found the home that you like and you submit an offer, you can get it, the home under contract and then there is typically a 30 to 45 day window um, where you are under contract you do um, some inspection you do some things with the title company to make sure you know the home is is ready for you to purchase so Mm -hmm. to speak Um, and then you close that's cool it's a pretty straightforward process there are a lot of details um, within that process which is why it's super important to work with the right agent, the right lender, the right title company Mm -hmm. to make sure, you know, it puts you in the best situation possible. Yeah. Yeah. Do you work as a seller's agent too? Yeah. So we, we represent sellers and buyers. Okay. And again, there's, if, if you are a seller who is also going to buy with us, we have an incentive program for that because you know, it's almost like for us having two transactions for one client. Right. Yeah. So it's, it incentivizes us to work hard and, you know, give back to those people because they're giving us a great opportunity. So we want to give them a great opportunity in return. That's awesome. Is now, is that process pretty similar as well? Just kind of like reverse or selling a home? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and again, we kind of have a different take on, on selling homes. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a reverse. So in order to sell a home, we would want to meet up with, with the client and kind of do a walkthrough of their home. We look at comps in the, in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that kind of separates us from other agents is we actually front the cost for any, any repairs or updates that would be needed to really maximize really? the value of the home. Oh. Yeah. Versus, you know, a lot of people that go into a home and say, as your property is right now, it's worth X. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can do that, but like I said, we like to really add value to our clients. And so to, to better that, we'll walk into a home and say, yeah, your property's valued currently at X, but what if we did this, this, and this, then it would be worth, you know, more and, and it'd be easier to sell yeah. too. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, we front that cost and it really puts a homeowner in a position to where they can make a lot more money out of the sale. Hmm. And, and again, going back to the, you know, the problem and the solution problem being homeowners don't always have 10 to $20,000 on hand right. to put into the house they're about to sell. Uh-huh. Right. Um, they'd either rather hang on to that money or put it into the new house that they're going to go purchase. Yeah. So we come in, we help them in, you know, in that financially to do the, the necessary updates. And, you know, sometimes it's paint and carpet. Other times it's paint, carpet, flooring, kitchen, you know, yeah. appliances, whatever, you know, whatever it needs. Um, so that the homeowner can make that much more on the sale of huh. their home. And then do they just have to pay you back once they, yes. once they make the sale? Yeah. So what's really nice is they don't, I mean, yes, we get, we get paid back for the mm-hmm. construction costs, but it doesn't necessarily come out of the pocket of the seller. Um, it comes out of the net proceeds right. from the sale of right. their home. So it's money they don't even they see. Don't see yeah. yeah. And, I, and you know, it's better broken down kind of in a scenario. So I was actually walking I was gonna a home. I going to ask you to give a scenario. Yeah. So. so I was walking a home in Scottsdale yesterday that we were, a client of ours was thinking about putting under contract. The home needs work, right? Yeah. Um, so the we, we were about to put the home under contract for 380000 mm-hmm. And... I was kind of knocking around the neighborhood, um, seeing how homeowners generally like the area and whatnot. Um, and I knocked into one homeowner who had lived there since February. He bought his home for $480,000, very similar models and and whatnot. So there's a hundred thousand dollars. There's a hundred thousand dollar discrepancy there Mm -hmm. between a nice home and a home that needs updating. Yeah. From the seller's perspective, rather than sell the home, for three hundred and eighty thousand dollars, in theory, we could put in thirty to forty thousand dollars in renovations mm-hmm. and go sell it for that four eighty, four ninety range. And there's an extra, you know, what fifty thousand dollars, yeah, of equity yeah. that the homeowner gets to realize rather than just sell the home as is. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Right. And so again, it's just it's all about providing opportunity, like unknown opportunities to buyers and sellers. And that's, that's how we want to run our business. And that's kind of how we, we have in the past. Huh. And so that 20 to 30 that you put in is already paid back when the house is, is yeah. sold. Yep. And then they just get the profit on top of that. Correct. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. So, so when a home closes, there's what's called a settlement statement and it breaks down basically every line item yeah. of cost for the buyer and the seller. So we would just be one of the line items on there that, you know, Prosper Homes gets their $30,000 back wow. for renovations. Wow. But the homeowner always makes more money than they would have if sure. had we not yeah. done the renovations. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That like blows my mind. That's crazy. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it's, no, it is cool. And again, it, like in such a saturated market, you have to stand out and you have to find your niche, which it is it, like. Not a lot of people do that. No, if any that I know of, and so when when I like I swear I would sit in bed nights on and thinking about like and like I have a spreadsheet on my computer. I would do different scenarios on my computer, like making sure it works for every situation. Right, and if you do the right the right um, renovations mm-hmm. at the cost that we get our stuff at, 
which which is you know a big part of the equation because if you go pay retail for construction yeah. you're not sometimes gonna... you can get ripped off and yeah. Yeah. and you don't always you know make that money back right but because we get a lot of <clears throat> excuse me because we get a lot of the the items that we need for renovations at such a discounted price yeah. it really benefits the homeowner to go to go with that program huh. so that they again can maximize the value of their home that's super cool yeah so so do you have like special connections to get things done for a discounted price yeah we do um one of and we actually did a video recently on them and i'll plug them for a little bit but rm interior and design uh they do all of our flooring hmm. and they give us very very good pricing i won't tell you how good but it's good <laughs> just use your imagination <laughs> um, yeah use your imagination <laughs> but uh yeah so they're they're one of our main connections for you know carpet tile hardwood floors like and you know we're redoing our house right now for this very same re same reason we're about to refinance yeah and we don't want to leave any money on the table so we're putting in five thousand dollars and we are expecting to get twenty to twenty five thousand dollars of value out of it so um, what's okay sorry i know dale asked a question but at some point could you touch on what refinancing is yeah for so, sure okay. yeah i mean you sorry can... I, I use <laughs> i use and you don't have to put this in there but like i understand i use terms that probably like refinance a lot of people yeah. don't know what that is yeah so i get it just for our younger listeners yeah, yeah for sure yeah. no, do you sure. want to just go into that then like what yeah yeah is, like the most basic term of sure <laughs> <laughs> and it's again it's best said in a in a scenario right so a refinance is when somebody they they have a current mortgage on their home mm -hmm. and because either they want to get money out of their home Mm -hmm. or they want to get a lower interest rate, they will do what's called refinancing and they'll get into a new loan that typically has a lower interest rate. So as an example, when Sammy and I bought our home, we bought it for $306,000 okay. at a 4.125% interest rate. Mm -hmm. Interest rates now are mid to high 2%. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. So it's a great time to refinance um, which, which is what we're doing. So we're refinancing our home so that we can get that lower interest rate mm. Mm. and potentially take equity out and have cash on hand, which okay. some you, you can do that. You don't always, you don't have to, but okay. so you can get you can cash do. out and it will then lower your, your mortgage payment. Yeah. And like, as an example, I want like, so again, going back to, uh, my wife and I scenario, we had an interest rate at 4.125% mm -hmm. on a $300,000 loan. You would be paying a total interest of $212,000 over the 30 years of the loan. And your monthly payment would be 1,783. Now, if we refinance to like, let's say a 2.75% loan, mm -hmm. we are only paying a total interest of $133,000 over the course of the loan. And our monthly payment is only $1,500 a month. So just in the difference of the interest rate wow. over the, the length of the loan, we're saving almost a hundred thousand dollars in interest Yeah, and our monthly payment dropped $200 a month. Wow. So like that, that's the reason why a lot of people are refinancing. It just puts them in a better financial situation. Yeah. Yeah. So is there any reason not to refinance then? Yeah, um, totally. That's a great question. So if you've been in your mortgage for a long time, a lot of people 
don't refinance because a lot of the interest that you pay is paid up front. Uh-huh. So like, let's say you, you've been paying on your mortgage for 10 years. You're, you've already paid a lot of right. your interest off. Yeah. So why would you go refinance and start paying interest again? Mm-hmm. It's almost better just to, you know, continue down that path gotcha. unless you have just a stupid interest rate. Like there's a way, there's a, an algorithm to figure that out, whether it's yeah, worth, it's it or gonna not. Be worth it. But that would be a scenario where somebody might not want to refinance because okay. Okay. they've already done all that legwork to pay down their interest. Why yeah. would you go do it again? Yeah. Cool. Sweet. That's cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So going back to the program where you help people mm-hmm. um, put stuff into the home. Yeah. Is there a lot of risk for you? Like let's say you put all this money into the house and it doesn't end up selling for what it was going to, or it doesn't sell at all. Yeah. You know, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, there, I, no, <laughs> I don't okay. like to, lo- I don't like to look at it as risk. Yeah. Uh, we are guaranteed that the construction cost back. Uh, you know, we have contracts for that, that okay. the homeowner out of the, out of the proceeds of the sale, they do have to pay us back. Right. But kind of to put it in perspective, all of the homes that we've listed and sold over the past two years on average, we sell within 99% of the original list price. Oh, wow. So we feel that we are extremely accurate with what we list a home at. And, you know, our numbers show. So, yeah, I mean, very rarely are we off on our resale numbers. And there's there's really not, I don't see any risk unless for what, it, like heaven forbid, the market just tanked. Yeah. I mean, we would still get our money back, but no, I don't really see any risk. Yeah. And I don't know, there's such a there's such a difference maker for the homeowner that let's for like hypothetically if we had to eat some money for whatever reason, like the value that we're adding, I assume would just get passed around so that we can have more clients and it kind of offsets that potential loss for sure but no like i honestly don't see a downside to it as long as you're making the appropriate improvements which is something that's super important and i feel like our construction background has something to play into yeah yeah because like you can put in like a kitchen sink you can put in a 200 dollar kitchen sink or you can put in a 1200 dollar kitchen sink like right you really have to know your market know your comps sure. and know which improvements to make yeah. versus which improvements not right to. like a kitchen really improves the value of a house rather yeah. than other things might not yeah absolutely and but to that point like you can spend five thousand dollars on a kitchen remodel or fifty thousand exactly. dollars yeah. on a kitchen remodel so yeah. it's really knowing what the best use is for that renovation and how much money you're going to get out of it. Okay. So it is, it is a very strategic program. It's not something that we just go in a house and the first time we see it, we say, oh, we're going to make this, this, and this. Like we sit down with the homeowner. We make sure everybody's comfortable with the improvements we plan on making. And we also have examples of what imp- those improvements do to a home. Because like we'll look at other comps. Like when we're doing renovations, we look at the comps in the neighborhood that have sold for more. Yeah. So we're basing our plan off of home sales that have already occurred. It's not like we're, you know, making something out of thin air. We're going off of past sales, past improvements Uh and so on. Like you said, you put in the groundwork 
yeah, by yeah. talking to other neighbors and things like that. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. We're, like we we do go door to door, which maybe is rare for real estate agents oh, yeah. right now. But like I was out yesterday and it was a hundred and whatever degrees outside. I had yeah. beads of sweat going down my back. But it's something we still do because it provides yeah. value to our clients. Dang, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. What what else can you attribute that ninety nine percent success rate to? Um, knowing your numbers is super important. You know, there's oftentimes you'll see, let me back up. Um, knowing your numbers is super important. Mm -hmm. It's as an agent, if I know I'm competing with, let's say 10 other agents, it's Mm -hmm. so easy. It would be so easy upfront to go and tell you as a homeowner, like, oh yeah, I can sell your house for more than I think I can just to get the business. Yeah. Which honestly happens a lot. Like you'll see homes listed at five hundred thousand dollars that are that are worth four fifty. <laughs> and you slowly see that home sit on the market and there's a price drop and then a price drop and then a price drop and it finally sells. We kind of actually work in the opposite. So we either list the home at fair market value or slightly under because what that does is it drives a ton of buyers mm-hmm. to your home because they see it's a deal. Like everybody wants a deal. It doesn't matter if you're at Target or if you're looking for a home. Yeah. Everybody wants a deal. <laughs> and so if they true. feel like they are getting a deal, they will do things that they typically wouldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like as an example, we have a listing over uh, in, the, in the neighborhood that we live and we listed it right under fair market value. And we ended up selling it for the highest price that that home in our neighborhood has ever sold for. Wow. Yeah, because people feel wow. like they're getting a deal. Yeah. And, and people start like bidding. Is that yeah, higher? Yep. So yeah, That's I crazy. mean, we listed it at cool. we listed it at three thirty nine, which it, it could have be listed at like it could have be listed at three fifty, you know. But because we work in the reverse, we had an offer at three thirty nine. We had an offer at three forty. We had an offer at three forty two. We had an offer at three forty five. Like. It just they and then you start working those against each other. Yeah. Say like, hey, Mr. Buyer's agent, we do have an offer that is slightly above yours. You know, we encourage if your buyers want the house to submit their highest and best offer. And you just like it's a pretty <laughs> fun game, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. And it you know, yeah. So so that's one of the things I kind of attribute our success to is working again almost against the grain and differently yeah. than other agents do. Um, I am, or we are a part of like one of the biggest and most renowned real estate coaching programs in the nation or in the world actually. So, you know, we learn a lot and we educate ourselves very often um, on the newest trends, newest marketing techniques, things like that, which leads me to, you know, our marketing program, um, Because, you know, selling a home is sales and the way you sell something is get it in front of as many people as possible. And so our marketing program does that with, you know, the type of photography we do, the videos we do, um, the social media campaigns and the door to door. Like I could keep going, but like, Hmm. so I would say those three things working in reverse um, and knowing your numbers are our marketing platform our marketing scheme so to speak mm-hmm. um and then just being a part of a really good real estate ecosystem that we're constantly learning from i i would attribute our our success rate to those three things do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it 
then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. So touching on the marketing side of things a bit, um, do you feel like you see a lot of success coming from the way that you guys market things, whether it's the videos, the po- photos you take, or just being able to post it on social media and having all these different avenues and platforms for people yeah, to see? Yeah, yeah. So, no, that, that's a good question. Um, I would say, like, it, it really is a combination of a lot of different things mm-hmm. because, like, yeah, we post, like, we'll put homes on the MLS and then it gets populated to Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, yeah. all those things. And then we also do our social media campaigns. We also do open houses. We also go door to door. And so I wouldn't say it's one thing that sells the home, but it's a consumer seeing that property over and over and over and over again on different platforms or in different ways that makes them think, wow, I should actually go look at that. And so it's, and that being said, we don't spread ourselves too thin, but we just want consumers to see your property on as many different platforms as possible and it typically piques their interest Hmm. and then how about the marketing for you as a real estate agent to get customers because obviously we talked about how saturated the the industry is and you do offer like different things but how do you let people know that you do that in the first place yeah that's that's a good question and you know what at times marketing is difficult because you know you, you got to spend money yeah. but that money always comes back one of the things that from a marketing standpoint that i'm most proud of and like i want 99 of the credit goes to my wife because she kind of <laughs> it was her idea and she put it together um we do some pretty cool workshops um to where like so we had a workshop it was a while ago it was last year um to where we had, it was, it was kind of like a home buyers and sellers workshop to where oh, we invited cool. a bunch of people um, to a place called Gather Estate in Mesa. And we had a variety of workshops there so that people could learn more about real estate, right? Huh. So we had a first time home buyers workshop. We had a housing market versus stock market workshop. We had a workshop about in buying investment properties. We even had a workshop about like decorating your home for the holidays. Like just a variety mm-hmm. of of workshops that pique, pique people's interest. And we had dinner and a couple of giveaways and whatnot. Oh, that's super cool. But from a marketing standpoint, I think we had, you know, 50, 50 or 60 people there which we were so new as a company when we did that. So yeah. we were like so excited. Yeah. Well, that's huge just for branding too. But yeah. And I, you know, I think over the course of a year we had four transactions from that one workshop oh, wow. of people that came. And yeah. so, you know, we spent quite a bit of money on that, but we saw it. I, I want to say we tripled our money or tripled our investment. 
So that's something that we really like to do. We haven't been able to do that because of the pandemic. Right. And we are pretty cautious as to, you know, gathering together and yeah. in, in a big group like that. But um, it's something we hope to do hopefully at the end of the year again yeah, or beginning of next down. year. Yeah. If, cool. if things cool down a little bit. But yeah. So that, that was one thing that was super successful with, for us. And it really set us apart too um, from other companies. And then, you know, our, our social, social media in today's world is just a big thing in general. Constantly posting and updating people about our programs or how even we're just staying busy or even personal things like, you know, we went on a vacation recently and we did a post about our vacation. Like little things like that, just staying top of mind in yeah. real estate is super important. And our ultimate goal um, for, for Prosper is just to stay top of mind so that when somebody thinks real estate or I want to buy a house or I want to sell a house. They think of us. Yeah. That's the, that's the main goal. That's cool. And you've, I've noticed you post like some, some pretty professional videos too on Instagram, just like informative videos of like just explaining different yeah. aspects of real estate. Yeah. So that's something that we started doing beginning of this year that I love doing because uh-huh. it, again, it's, it separates us. Um, you know, videos, videos still, somewhat new especially in the real estate world but i personally think it's so important and it's such a degree of separation because when i watch a video of somebody talking about you know whatever it is it i think it establishes a lot more trust with that individual versus a photo for sure or you know a picture on somebody's story or whatnot because they actually get to see me or you know whoever is on the video interact with them in a way right. and share content or news or tricks and tips or whatever it is. Um, just on more of a personal basis. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think people watch videos a bit more than look at pictures, especially yeah. when it comes to social media, I'm more likely to watch a video than read like a really long caption that would explain <clears throat> yeah. the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we're we're really proud of our videos. We should be doing a second set here next week, actually. So we film them in bulk just to keep the cost down, but yeah, the information is still valid and it's and it's good information. Right. Yeah. So I was gonna ask for like a business owner that's wanting to do something similar. Do you just hire a photographer, come up with like a couple different scripts to to talk about, and then splice them up into separate videos to post? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, we, we hired a videographer, um, and we kind of had some ideas right. already as to what videos we wanted to shoot in what format, you know, the style and all that. Yeah. And so, yeah, our videographer, he was so helpful actually in helping create the scripts and the content. And he, he was really good at that. Um, so yeah, I mean the fir- I would just really for for any business just really get to know the problems of the business because again it's all about finding solutions to problems so a lot of our videos are about problems and finding a solution to the problem and then at the end of every video there's some sort of call to action right so like as a part of our videos um like we we did one recently on being a first-time home buyer and why now is a good time to buy um, so we talked about a problem that first time home buyers face. We talked about a solution and then our call to action was, you know, visit our website for our, for our home buyers guide that walks you through the buying process step by step. Huh. And then 
in theory, they'll go to our website, download the guide. And then again, it's a way that we stay top of mind when they are actually ready to buy a home. They think of prosper real estate. Mm -hmm. And then you have their contact information as well. Yeah, exactly. Which is important. And like, honestly, I'm not one of those agents that bugs people a lot. Like if you give us your contact information, I'm not going to call you five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I know how much I hate that. Right. So again, like I, I try not to be typical. For <laughs> sale, sure. But sale like if you there. have something where you can add value to everyone, you exactly. can like let people know about it. Exactly. And, and that's without bugging them. No, that, and that's a great point. And that's what we really try and stick to. That's cool. That's, that's super awesome. cool. So I had a question. What, like, what does the market look like for a buyer and a seller right now? I mean, yeah. it's kind of a weird time for everything. So It is. Yeah, it is a weird time. And you know, that is a great question. I'm glad you asked because I think there's a lot of like, man, you read the news and yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's kind of doom and gloom sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the, you know, when the pandemic first happened end of March and through April, especially here when we had the shutdown there, I would say there was like a two to three week pause period where everybody just hit the pause button and wanted to wait and see as far as housing goes, kind of how things would shake out. Mm-hmm. And there's different graphs and different statistics that I look at pretty frequently. One of them is, it's called the showing time index. And what that shows is the amount of showings that homes on the MLS have. Mm-hmm. And in, again, late March, early April, the showing time index fell dramatically. Like to It was a, almost like the stock market. Crash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But then we saw home showings pick up um, towards the end of April and they've continued to pick up since. So like to answer your question, like overall, how is the housing market? There's a lot of economists and professionals, you know, like Wall Street Journal type professionals saying that the the housing market is actually what's going to pull us out of the recession that we're Hmm. in. And honestly, like that's the way it's kind of been. Like home values have continued to appreciate and from a seller's perspective, it is a great time to sell because home values are up. Yeah. Um, so you can take out or, you know, when you sell your home, you get a lot of, of that money back. And it's also a great time to buy because interest rates are so low and a majority of economists expect homes to continue to appreciate between three and four and a half percent over the next two years. Wow. So there's room for appreciation. You're not, again, according to the experts, you're not buying at the top of the housing market and you're getting into a mortgage at such a cheap rate that, I mean, me personally, I think it's a no brainer to buy a house if you're in a position to, to buy one. Right. And like, Another indicator that people tend to look at and the, the news kind of over exploits is the unemployment rate, which is like a super hot topic right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll preface this kind of like I did on the last podcast, like for those who have lost their jobs or are out of work, like I personally as a, and like, I'm sure we all can, can empathize with those people because sure. we've all, mm-hmm. I think one way or another struggled through the pandemic. So mm-hmm. for those that are out of work, I totally understand how that feels and it sucks. Like it's, yeah. there's no excuse for it in a perfect world. Everybody would have a job, Yeah. but looking at the unemployment numbers, what the news says is 55 million people have filed for unemployment, which is horrible. Right. 
But in reality, I think it's like 18 million are collecting unemployment, Mm -hmm. which is the reality of it. 65% of the people collecting unemployment are 24 years of age and and younger. Hmm. And so like when you look at, when you actually break down the numbers and really look at the entire picture, Mm -hmm. for those that are in a position to buy a home, they're not necessarily being affected as much as you would think from the unemployment. Which, yeah, because when when we look at unemployment and see the numbers that the news puts out there, I would totally expect, you know, the housing market to plummet, right? Right, right. But it hasn't. It's like the one thing that stayed strong throughout this entire thing. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we had like a little dip for a while and then ever since then it's just been going up and up? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, You know, there's a lot of theories, I guess you could say. I, I was in high school when the uh, Great Recession happened in you know, 2008, 2009, so I don't fully understand it. But from what I've heard, that recession was made worse because of fear. You know, the market corrected, people got so scared and yeah. stayed scared, yeah. and so it just continued to go down. Right. I think this time around, um, it kind of showed how resilient people are and you know i i know a lot of people don't believe in america right now but i still believe in america i love this country um so i think people just didn't let the fear get to them yeah and you had to you have to continue on with your life and i think there was an initial scare for sure when the pandemic came into play and then people just i don't know i kind of think that a lot of people just washed that fear away and it, and it correlated with how the market is recovering right now. Um, it also helped that a lot of employers got benefits from the PPP, uh, loan program that was out there for small businesses. Unemployment was up to quite a bit, like, you know, depending on where you live, 400 to $600 a week. So there's a lot of different factors as to why, um, why things, didn't continue to to go down but i think the scares and stuff are different now than they were then too, yeah so. it, exactly and you know i i focus on that on the housing market yeah, yeah. um i'm not an economist or right. or anything like that for like our overall economy um but like in quarter two the the gdp fell like 32 yeah. percent so but that being said, all of those experts are expecting the GDP to increase in Q3 and Q4. Right. right. So well, even if you look at the stock market now, it's starting to go back up. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's been a pretty a little volatile, but yeah. relatively strong. Yeah. In, yeah. in the sense that it has gone up. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so if we can, I kind of want to jump back into some of the different special programs that you offer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we talked a lot about um, how you offer credit for repairs. And that's kind of for sellers. Mm-hmm. And now is that something as well for like someone that want like a flipper that wants to come in and do that? So I was meeting, I met an investor yesterday, actually knocking doors and the program fit perfectly for him. Right. So yes, our, our prosper remodel program is designed for sellers uh-huh. to maximize the value of their home. Okay. And what it is, what we were talking about before gotcha. to where we go into a home We tell a seller, your home right now is worth X, but if we make these improvements, it'll be worth, you know, a lot, a lot more in theory. 
And so we do the necessary renovations. We front that cost so that mm-hmm. there's no out-of-pocket expense to the seller. And then we list the home and we sell the home for more because yeah. we've made those improvements and it it puts more money in the seller's pocket when gotcha. it's all said and done. And so geared toward investors, the same principles apply. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, investors buy homes all the time. And so if they want us to come in and front the the construction cost for their investments, yeah. whether it be a rental that they're trying to sell or a flip or whatever, we're we're happy to do that. We secure the listing from it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that's a great question. And it's actually something I didn't even think about until yesterday when I was talking to that investor out the door. I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is a perfect program for something for like sure, or for yeah. somebody like you yeah. too. Because it saves them money and it guarantees us the listing. Exactly. So it's like a, it's a win-win for, yeah. for everybody. Yeah. And especially for like a newer investor that maybe doesn't have all that money up front to, yeah. to put into something, but it still gives them the experience of flipping a home. Now that that's a really good point because there are a ton of new investors and yeah. just, you know, people like you and me that would love to f- flip a home right. or like start investing in real estate. Right. And yeah, this program does provide a great opportunity for them to go do investments, uh, you know, with low money out of their own pocket, uh-huh. they can benefit from the profit of the investment and we can benefit from the listing. That's super cool. And another, like, cause people ask like, well, how are you making money out of it? Well, we, we do secure the listing and with that comes a commission. Mm-hmm. But another thing that people don't realize is if we are constantly marketing and selling updated and nice looking properties it makes our brand look really really good and so it's a great marketing tactic for us to go then secure more listings more buyers so like there's a lot it's like a compound effect of where this one house could possibly get us three other or four other transactions right right so we kind of bank on that too plus like you're you're getting your three percent commission if you make that value a mm-hmm. hundred thousand more. That's that yeah, much well, more you're getting on the back end. Yeah, and that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, so if we can increase the value, yeah, it does help our commission a yeah. little bit. It's not, like a total win win for you yeah. and the, <laughs> yeah, the it really is. Yeah, and that, when I was thinking, like I swear, I was sitting in bed, I couldn't sleep, and I was like, because I I had lost a, a deal that I wanted to buy, and uh-huh. I was like, shoot, I wonder like what would have incentivized that seller to sell to me versus the other guy? And that's right. when I thought of it. I was like, well, if I just did the the remodel for the seller and given them the profit, yeah. they probably would have gone with my <laughs> offer. So I was like, oh, let me jump on my computer and run numbers. And so that's what I did. And kind of, this is what it shook out to be. That's so cool. That's yeah. Cool. Um, and now I'm having a brain fart. Remind me of the other program you talked about at the very beginning before this that you guys offer. Um, so our, our rental program is yeah. still in the works. Okay. That was that one. And I thought, Oh, so our first, like for first time home first, buyers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So first time home buyers, depending on the purchase price of the home, we offer a credit toward their closing costs. Okay. So, it, I mean, it, it saves them sometimes thousands of dollars, like again, depending on the purchase price, mm-hmm. but it saves them thousands of dollars toward their closing costs. And basically what we do we really try not to be greedy is that credit just comes out of our commission and goes toward um, the buyer's cost of buying the home. Hmm. Yeah. Again, it's a way that we can differentiate ourselves and be on the team of the buyer versus, Oh, I want my full 3% and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Cool. 
So I won't pry into the the rental program because I know it's a big secret and you're working on it. But <laughs> but I'll ask: Is it because obviously as a real estate agent you're helping people buy and sell homes? Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like there is a good reason to rent instead of buy? You know, there is a time and a place to be a renter for everybody. I mean, when Sammy and I were newlyweds, we rented for two years mm-hmm. and it worked perfectly. Like yep. it worked great for us. It allowed us to save money for a down payment on a house. Like. I don't know for, for that time and place, it was good for us. Um, the last time I checked the average rent for a single family home in Gilbert, Arizona was $1,881 a month. Dude, it's expensive. It is expensive. Yeah. And like, we just checked what we could rent our house out for our model match house is renting out for $2,300 a month. Really? We could not believe it. So rents are increasing, you know, over the, they have increased, sorry, over the past couple of years. If you were to take that same average Gilbert rental and apply it to a mortgage, you could afford a $400,000 house. Wow. And so, yes, there's a time and a place to rent, but the benefits of home ownership far exceed that of being a renter, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, just because, one, you're investing in an asset that averages appreciation, um, you can take a sense of ownership and pride in something that you own. You can make improvements to it. Whereas a rental, you can't really do much to a rental. Um, I don't know. And just the security, like there's so many articles and things that point to towards home ownership being a wealth builder for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, um, so no, I, I really believe in home ownership and I don't know. I think it's I think it's a great opportunity, especially right now with low interest rates, appreciating home prices. Like it is a great time to go out and buy a house. Yeah. What What do you think? I mean, this can be very personal, but what do you think qualifies someone to buy a home? That's a really good question. And I'll, I'll back up with kind of a story. I think. Well, I think, especially for first time home buyers. Like I, I call it the jump, that jump from being a renter where you have pretty much zero liability and yeah. responsibility yeah. for that house to being a homeowner to where you're like, oh, I just went from having my car payment to being $300,000 in debt. Like, holy smokes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's a huge jump for somebody. Um, what qualifies somebody to be a homeowner, I would when Sam and I were buying our house, we had a specific budget that we set together. And sure enough, my wife walks into the house that we ended up buying. It was significantly over our budget. And she, when she was, she turned to me and she's like, this is the one I said, did you see the, how much it is? Like, this yeah. isn't the one, we're not yeah. buying this house. <laughs> but sure enough we did. And like, obviously it's great now. I think you kind of just have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And have faith in yourself to, to make it happen Mm -hmm. because it is scary, right? Like it's a, it's a huge deal to buy a house, Mm -hmm. which is a great reason why you need to have a real estate professional help you through that process so that you make the proper investment so that you know what you're doing and getting into. Um, You definitely want to have enough money for a decent down payment, 
depending on the loan program, it's anywhere from three and a half to however, like the ceilings kind of, or the sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, but minimum three and a half percent down. I think the sweet spot is five to 10% down. And then you want to have money for your closing costs. You can typically bank on 2% of the purchase price in closing costs. Um, and it's always nice to have reserves. You know, you don't want to be house poor to where all of you, the money that you make every month is going toward your house and you have nothing left mm-hmm. over. Yeah. If you have three months of your mortgage reserved, um, I think you're in a pretty financial, financially stable position to buy a house. Mm-hmm. That's a good question though, because yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say we were financially prepared to buy a house when we did. <laughs> I right. feel like a lot of people aren't. Yeah. Like, and no, that's a good point. Yeah. But you just kind of have to do it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, more or less. But yeah, like I said, it's a it's a jump. Like, yeah. cause I mean, back when Sammy and I were renting, our rent was seven hundred dollars a month. So oh, we wow. went from seven hundred dollars a month to fifteen hundred dollars a month. At the time, we were like, "Oh my gosh, do we even make that much money?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, but you know, it just ends up working out. Like you find ways yeah. to make it work and. Yeah. And again, it it is nice to have those reserves and to have all the money mm-hmm. saved up and on hand. But um, yeah, that's kind of what we did. Well, I'm sure the price that your house can rent for now, you're probably tempted to just pack up, sit in a tent, oh no, park for a couple months. We're and- getting <laughs> we're getting pre qualified next week. Like we are, yeah, we're we are going to rent our house out one way or another. Nice. And that's the thing. Like, had we not purchased the home, would we have these different opportunities? No, we wouldn't. We would still just be paying a landlord 700 bucks a month which seems cheap but the opportunity cost is so much greater than Mm -hmm. that like the opportunity to rent our house for 2300 a month the opportunity to have you know almost a hundred thousand dollars of equity in something like had we not bought those financial opportunities wouldn't have existed and like we raised like we've raised our two kids in that house. Like we have seven puppies right now, which I didn't tell you guys. Like (laughs) we have seven puppies in that house right now. Yeah. So like so many memories and just that sense of pride and ownership in something. Yeah. Again, that's an opportunity cost that is lost when you're renting. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, one more thing I wanted to kind of touch on is I know you've mentioned on social media before that you guys do a lot of give back to the community, a lot of donating to charity. Could you quickly just touch on that and why you do that? Yeah. I mean, we're a small business and so we love supporting small businesses. It's, we, we've grown a couple companies ourselves and we know what that process is like to start from nothing and try and grow something. And it's difficult. Like you guys know how it is with Uh, the podcast and your other ventures like it's hard and so to have that sense of community and support each other as small businesses we take a lot of pride in that and we put effort into that whether it be like it's like for our buyers and sellers when they close on a house we give them like a gift basket and all of those gifts come from a local small business um and yeah like and we give back to our buyers and our sellers and you know, we try and give back where we can. And I, like another example at our, at that workshop we did last year, we did a service project for, um, I want to say it was 
for, oh yeah it was for the refugees that were coming to our country oh, we cool. we packed little care kits and sent them to uh the refuge like a refugee program that we learned about so like yeah. things like that i know we just feel like it's really important to be involved in your community and like how lucky are we to to live where we do and to have the things that we have mm-hmm. um i almost feel like it's an it's an obligation to to give back where you can yeah. And it always comes back to you, you know, tenfold one way or another, maybe sure. not in your wallet, but yeah. in your heart or, you know, however it is, it comes back. Yeah. That's awesome. super cool. Yeah. And I know this isn't the reason why you or anyone else does that sort of thing, but like as a consumer, it feels a lot better when you're putting money towards something that you know is going to go a long way. Not only yeah. just put money in that person's pocket, but it's helping someone else out and you feel like you're doing good as well. That's a super, super good point. Yeah. Like I, I know like whenever I buy something, Oh, my wife, especially, she loves things like that. Like if she knows her money is going to multiple things yeah. uh, in the community or small business or charity or whatever it is, like she loves to do that willingly, yeah. which is great. Like I fully support that too. Um, so yeah, I, I agree totally. When with supporting small business, you can, you pretty much see where your money goes. Like yeah. when you think about it, like, you see the employees that it goes to you see that it's helping out like your community have money and have like other resources where i mean obviously we all support big business and we have to yeah but it's different like it goes to another state or another country and then it just kind of does its thing right whereas like if you're giving it here like staying in the community it's staying and yeah you see that and it like, ends up benefiting you again yeah like that's so Say true. you go to your barber shop well he might be able to open up a new barbershop down the road and or say you go to a local restaurant they might be able to open up a new one and that's because exactly of you. like it's really cool no so. yeah it really is what like consumers are what makes the world go around and if yeah. you consume in your local market your local market is going to thrive and it's yeah, going to present a, so many opportunities to a lot of different people so, yeah that's a really good point and like even us we're not some big corporation real estate company like i am literally the only agent on prosper real estate and one i take pride in that um and we hope to grow one day but yeah yeah, when our clients choose to use us like yeah it you're supporting a business but like you're supporting my four-year-old my two-year-old my wife like things things to that nature too and so we we hope that the things that we give back to our clients shows that appreciation because it is something we greatly appreciate. Yeah. yeah. That's something I wanted to ask. So do you have plans to grow prosper into like other agents and stuff? Or do you like it just being you? You know, <laughs> that's a good question. I like it just being me, but I also know that it, I would be uh, putting a ceiling on myself if we didn't grow. Yeah. And when I say we, like my wife isn't an agent, but so many of the ideas and the marketing, like she is very much involved, although Mm -hmm. she's not an agent. So she deserves a lot of the credit that Prosper Real Estate gets. Like, yeah, I go out and do the transactions and whatnot, but like on the backside, a lot of the things that people don't see, she does a lot of. So she deserves a lot of credit. Um, Shout out to Sammy. Shout out to Sammy. Yep. But yeah, I mean, we hope to grow. Like I can't do everything sammy and i can't do everything so to have other agents would be great especially with um the the prosper remodel program we expect that to really do well and um 
you know, I, like I said, Sammy and I can't be everywhere at once. And so that's going to take more bodies. Um, we've been recently trying to, uh, promote and hire people to go out and door knock with us. Um, so that's, yeah, I mean, we, we were, we're hiring that position right now and yeah, I would say in the next year or so we hope to bring on more agents. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. How do you juggle having this as well as cruising photo bus? Like how do you make sure that you're putting equal energy towards, towards both? That's a super, super good question. It was very difficult in the beginning um, because I, I don't know. I love Volkswagen buses. Yeah. I'm not super passionate about photo booths, (laughs) Um, but I am passionate about real estate. Like I really love helping people buy and sell houses. I love the idea of investing in real estate. Like I really love real estate. And so in the beginning it was super hard because I wanted to put so much time and attention into prosper and cruising would be lacking at times. Then cruising would be like, calling all of our attention because yeah. of how many weddings or events we were doing. And so like, I'd have to totally turn my back to real estate and focus on cruising and then do the opposite and for go sure. back and forth and back and forth. Um, we recently just hired a manager for cruising, oh, which nice. has been a huge help as far as like my focus goes. Cause you know, she does all of, all of the emails, all of the scheduling and you know, it's still new. Like we're both learning, but even having her, kind of take over in a way has helped with my focus so much and it's shown in our in the amount of transactions we do too like my focus and you know a a bit of sammy's focus solely being on real estate it shows in the amount of transactions we do the customer service we offer like it shows it shows a lot and it helps um okay so why don't you give us your best advice for for a business owner, you know, trying to juggle everything they're doing, whether it's running another business, um, just having a family at home, whether it's a side hustle, hustle with the real job, how you're able to organize everything and still be successful. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And it's something that I think everybody struggles with. Um, a piece of advice that I would give is really try and prioritize your time and your schedule. Um, for me personally, family time is everything and that, and it's a priority for me. So if you can, Really prioritize your time and your schedule to fully benefit both your family and your business. I think you'll find success in that. And then also really finding and staying within your niche and what you really excel in. Um, I think will bring any business success. Find what you're good at and really go after it. Find what separates yourself from the competition and attack it and just go for it because ultimately as business owners, we're trying to find a solution to a problem. And if you can really find those solutions and stick to them and pursue them, um, I think you'd be surprised at how valued whatever you do well is in the marketplace and how it may be lacking and what you bring to the table can be a solution to somebody's problem. And if you just run with it and be that solution, I think, I think you'll find success. Because you're bringing value to the marketplace, you're being, you're bringing value to consumers, your friends, family, and really that's what a lot of businesses are based on is just finding solutions to problems. Yeah, cool. Well, it's cool to awesome. see see not only that you're giving good advice, but that you live by it as well. You know, found a problem and has been able to solve it through yeah, through thank, your business. So. Thank you. Thank Sweet you. man. Well, uh, before we close up here, I think you know what's coming next. We got a little <laughs> little game we're gonna play, but we're gonna switch it up on you. Oh, we've I got we've got some new questions. So you. 
uh, just but, to make sure you didn't go back and cheat and get them all memorized. So. I didn't cheat, but I was thinking about <laughs> it on the way over here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Ridge will um, get us started okay. in three, two, one. Dream vacation. Oh, Bali. Uh, first thing you'd buy if you want a million dollars. A house. <laughs> Favorite hobby. Skateboarding. Um, a song you've been jamming to lately. Oh, what's my age again? Blink-182. Uh, if you live to be 100, who would you rather have your... Would you rather have your mind or your body? My mind. Um, favorite holiday? Oh, Christmas. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cookies and cream. Uh, favorite fictional character? Harry Potter. What's your nickname? AJ. Favorite smell? <laughs> oh i don't know a new baby snow i don't know <laughs> pet peeve oh sprinklers in the rain um if you could eat one food for the rest of your life what would it be oh waffles if there was an olympics for an everyday activities what activity would you have a good chance at winning Oof. oh i want to have a good chance at winning we'll answer it yeah oh man that's a good question. Watching Netflix. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Those questions are good. Yeah. Those yeah. are good. That's questions. 13, so I, I like think, those. Yeah. yeah. I think that's up there with, with one of the best. So good yeah. job. Yeah. And you didn't know any of those. So that was good. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Nice, man. Well, yeah, once fun. again, um, thanks for coming on today. Yeah. Know, thank you for your time. Oh, yeah. yeah my you. pleasure. Yeah, thank you, guys. We learned a lot about just real estate and the housing market in general. So mm-hmm. and yeah. for our listeners, we're able to, to learn a lot, too, there. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Um, real quickly before we close, why don't you just let everyone know where they can find you if they're interested in buying or selling a house? Yeah. So our website is prosperrealestateteam.com. Um, and then you can also find us on Instagram at prosperhomes underscore. Uh, if you want to email me, it's prosperhomesaz at gmail.com. Sweet. Uh, yeah, those would be the best places. Sweet. There Sounds you have good. it. Cool. Well, thanks again for coming right. on again. Yeah, thank All you right. guys. I appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, we'll see you. Catch see you next week.